Hey, it's episode 13 of the TV Junk Podcast, and this is Wednesday. Damn that television! Thanks for listening to the show. My name is Greg. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, TV Junk Podcast. And if you got any comments, questions, concerns, TV Junk Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are almost at Friday the 13th. This is episode 13. So we're, we're getting into the dark stuff. We're getting into the macabre. We're doing Wednesday. We've got a heck of a panel to, to talk about this show. It's going to be a scary episode. We're going to spoil the hell out of it. So if you haven't, watch the show yet hit pause on this podcast go over to your television turn on your tv find the netflix app open it search wednesday click on the show watch all eight episodes log out of the app turn off your television and come back and hit pause welcome back on the show today we've got uh alicia How's it going? We haven't uh, had you on the show for a while. Uh, how were your holidays? They were awesome. Any any time away from work is appreciated. Very good. Um, so what uh, what have you been watching on television other than this show that we're about to talk about? Uh, what have I been watching? Um, oh, I've been watching Yellowstone. Oh, okay. Um, and I watched... Um, what is that other? Oh, Westworld. Okay. Just in the Western genre, I guess. So you're you're going you're watching Westworld. Like, do you are you aware that it ends without being able to wrap up? Yeah, I'm not in. I like I enjoyed season one. I'm not really enjoying the oh, okay. rest as much. So I'm just kind of doing it to finish it. But I'm fine. Uh, I'm. Got, I have it. Oh, go I got to a certain point. It got boring. So then I started <laughs> Yellowstone. <laughs> and uh, how are you enjoying the Costner? Uh, I like it. Um, a friend recommended it, and I was like, ah, I'm not interested, but it's it's a soap opera. I, I never really watched soap operas, but it is an absolute soap opera. It is like, or like Dallas or mm -hmm. Dynasty. Sure. It is very... Falcon Crest. Yeah. It's just a better quality, like, you know, looks better, a better grade of actor, but it's the same idea. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, I, I watched the first episode of uh, Yellowstone and I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to get into this. Um, I think like a, a horse gets kind of mutilated pretty early on and I was like, eh, there's going to be a lot of horse deaths in this show, I think. Mm, not not that as I really many like as people deaths. Oh, lots of people. Eh, I do like horses better than people. Um, we got Nuno on the show. Nuno. How were your Greg. holidays? How were your holidays? Uh, they were fantastic. Thanks. And uh, uh, other than the show that we're about to talk about, what have you been watching lately? Um, I just finished Willow okay. yesterday, and I've been watching the newest season of Rick and Morty and uh, School of Chocolate on Netflix. And I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a, a competition kind of oh, cookie, okay. cooking show where they make sculptures out of chocolate. There's this, uh, there's a Swiss chocolatier who, uh, who got famous with like viral videos during the pandemic. And his stuff is insane. I follow him online now and I just love, it's, it's kind of like ASMR. I just love watching him sculpt out of chocolate. 
Is it uh, more or less entertaining than is it cake? Um, I actually I love is it cake. <laughs> um, they're you know they're they're different formats. It's not okay. really all that competitive. The school of chocolate. No one actually gets eliminated until the final episode. Oh, all it, right. It, because it's like a school, and they're all there to improve. And there's really not too much drama. Um, I think is it cake is maybe. I think I enjoyed that better. Yeah. Well, well, you're you're the one that did that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, feeling a little moody tonight, possibly very dark. Got some candles lit, wearing all black in celebration of the show that we are about to talk about. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's nighttime, Frank. Frank, how's it going? Hello. I might look like Uncle Fester, but I'm bringing Wednesday vibes tonight. I'm being moody and sport gothy, and I'm ready to talk Wednesday. As a consummate Tim Burton apologist, I had to be here. I I, I understand. And uh, Frank, did you have a, a nice holiday? It was remarkably average. <laughs> possibly is, is the worst. Possibly the worst holiday season I've ever had, and that's not an exaggeration. That's the truth. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. It wasn't bad. It was just the worst. There, there's okay. levels there. But uh, I see. Um, what uh, what have you been watching lately? Are you drinking Tim Hortons coffee? Are Are you really that grim right now? I love Tim Hortons coffee, and I am drinking my own coffee that I brewed oh, okay. here in a Tim Hortons cup. Uh, what am I watching? TV shows only Wednesday. That's okay. it. There are no I'm if I'm going to catch up on anything after Wednesday, it's going to be uh Love It or Love is Blind and Too Hot to Handle. I am too far behind on those shows. I'm about uh 4 episodes into the season 3 of Love is Blind, maybe 5. And um I don't know. I think most of the people on this show are are super dumb. Yeah, that's why it's great. (laughs) (laughs) This is the allure of reality TV. Right, right. Um, You seem, Frank, you seem like a guy that uh, around the holidays likes to binge watch your favorite holiday shows and specials. I don't know if that's the case. I, I usually watch either It's a Wonderful Life and or Scrooged. Uh, it was It's a Wonderful Life this year and Home Alone. But I used to really watch Christmas movies at Christmas and just don't have the time. I'm an adult. Life sucks. Okay. Yeah, man. You are uh, You're really uh, perpetrating Bring down this, the vibe uh, here. Yeah. It's, hey. it's very dark and gloomy. <laughs> Sorry. Wednesday gets real. I'm going to get real. <laughs> All right, so before we get uh, into the the show, um, I'm curious about everybody's uh, like history with the Adams family itself, like uh, like like the show and and the other movies. Like um, I knew it started as a a comic strip, not really a comic strip, but like just like a a, a comic. It was like a single panel cartoon in. Uh, in the New Yorker, and it ran in there for 50 years. 
starting in 1938, Charles Adams was the cartoonist. And it was just like a, a single panel cartoon, and he, they were unrelated from each other, and it just depicted this creepy family. And then from that, it spawned the, the television show and uh, with John Astin, and, and then a bunch of movies with Raul Julia and Angelica Houston, which I have, I have never seen any of the Adams Family movies. Hmm. I've seen a handful of episodes of the original television show, but I was a Munsters guy when I was a kid. If I had a choice, it was always going to be Herman Munster over Gomez Adams. I don't know why. Maybe, uh, maybe the fact that the Munsters was mostly colorized and I enjoyed it more. I don't know, but it was funnier to me. So I of the Adams Family. And for me, it was just a, it was a theme song. And then... That was kind of like the the allure to it. Uh, Alicia, do you have a, a huge history with the Adams family? Um, yeah, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. Um, I was in a lot of sports too, so I don't understand how I had the time. But You're sports guy, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember there was a time where there wasn't that much on TV. So you, sometimes on the weekend, you had a choice between like. The Adams Family or MASH or like just Three Stooges. There were like five shows that would repeat on the weekends. And so I, I did watch a lot of the original Adams Family that way. And I do remember also seeing um, the, the, the Angelica Houston movies in theater. The first one I saw in theater and I went with a couple friends and I remember my friend Leanne um, ended up making out with a guy through most of the movie. And then we had to wait while the credits were rolling because she wasn't done. And uh, even until the lights came on and then we had to leave. So hmm. that we lived of- in the, in the age of letterbox back then we'd be debating whether or not Leanne could log that film. And unfortunately <laughs> she would not be able to. Sorry, no, Leanne. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, I saw the movies and, um, oh, I've seen all the movies. Uh, my daughter is really uh, into the Adams Family when we showed her the first few movies. So then she kind of has watched everything that has come out and we watched this series together. Oh, and did she enjoy the series, like the original series? Yeah. Um, oh, no, we watched what the original. She, she didn't watch the original original. Oh, Okay. No, she's just watched every like the the movies and um, this TV series. So no, no, uh, no interest in showing her the nineteen sixty four. No, anytime I try to show the kids anything in black and white, they're immediately like, "No thanks." <laughs> Good kids. It, it's it's hard to even like show them things that are like two D animated, like or old school animated, because they're like, "Ooh, this is old." Do they call you a boomer? Uh, no. Oh, that's good. I know kids call me boomer all the time. I don't even know whose kids they are. Nuno, what <laughs> yes. about you? Huge uh, Adams Family fan? Uh, no, not huge. I think I always had, you know, I always knew who they were. Like Alicia, I think I'd caught a, a bit of the original series on syndication. <clears throat> and I've seen both films, but I don't remember a thing about them. That was, you know, I watched them when they originally came out i guess frank uh few episodes on television i guess if you asked me i would have said i liked adam's family more than the monsters never watched monsters 
Rude. Saw the original movie like the first many, many times. Didn't love the sequel. But I mean, I love the Mamushka. It's all about the Mamushka. And I think the the Blu-ray or 4K that came out recently was like more Mamushka edition or something like that. And I'm usually not into uh, those kind of marketing gimmicks, but that one works. I'm in. But I I think it's interesting to talk about the movies a little bit because I don't remember that much about the show, but I feel like just the tone of Wednesday... And a lot of elements are like borrowed from the Barry Sonnenfeld movies. Like I, I feel like it owes a little bit to those films. So you you didn't enjoy Adam's Family Values, um, but it was okay. I, I, I have no affinity for it, though. Like I would, I'm, I'm going to guess that you went to uh, a concert on the Family Values tour. I don't in the think 90s. so. Maybe. No, you you weren't uh, you you didn't go see Limp Bizkit and Corn and all those bands. I I might have, but not. I don't can't remember if one was officially the Family Values tour. I don't oh, think okay. it was. It might have been. I always wondered if they got that tour name from the movie, I or vice think, versa. I don't think so. No. No. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's get uh, talking about this show um, Wednesday, uh, created by, and I'm probably going to mispronounce both of their names, uh, Miles Miller. And or it could be Millar, um, and Alfred Gao or Alfred Goff, depending on uh, where you live, I guess. Um, these are guys that they also created the show Smallville, which I've seen every episode of. And after I put that together, that they created Smallville, I kind of understood uh, the show a little bit more. It had a lot of the same uh, teen angst feel to it with uh, one kind of main outsider character from the rest of the of the teens um so created by these guys uh, uh, tim burton uh, directed the first four episodes and uh and then uh, not the other four and uh for me uh, i could i felt that there was a big difference between the first four episodes and the second four episodes um so the idea of the show is uh, uh, Wednesday is expelled from uh, her normal high school uh, because she uh, uh, got revenge on some bullies who were picking on her brother by uh, throwing in some uh, easily accessible piranhas into a school swimming pool uh, in order to murder the high school swim team. <laughs> so she is expelled from that school and sent uh, off to uh, a special school, never, Nevermore. Nevermore Academy, uh, which is where uh, her parents had gone to school, and uh, there she meets a bunch of other kids who are either vampires or 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 werewolves or whatever creatures, uh, sirens. I think were gorgons, right? Yes, um, and then uh, hijinks ensue, and there's uh, murders, and uh, there's a mystery to solve. Uh, so first, let's uh, get some get some thoughts. Uh, Nuno, uh, overall thoughts on Wednesday. I found it um, pretty easy to watch uh, and enjoyable. Um, I think I went in with the expectations, knowing that it was the Smallville creators, and um, I think my main draw was Tim Burton. I mean, I haven't seen one of his films since. 
but Alice in Wonderland, which is that's like what fifteen years ago. I yeah. So I'm not. You haven't seen I've, Dark Shadows. I know. I knew you're gonna say that. That's what. If anything, I, I'm hoping Wednesday is a gateway drug for Dark Shadows. It can finally get the appreciation it deserves. Yeah, you know what? I just um, <clears throat> for every reason, I think I think Alice in Wonderland came out um, the year. I became a parent and I actually watched it during one of those like stroller screenings where the lights are on and the sound is low and it was in 3d and I just, I don't know. I haven't for whatever reason I haven't kept up with Tim Burton. Although as a child, I loved like he was making my favorite movies in the nineties. So um, yeah, I watched Wednesday with my daughter who doesn't watch TV with me ever uh, it was it was her third time watching it. Oh wow! Yeah, she absolutely loved Wednesday. So she was she was bringing the the positive vibes, and you know it was it was a lot of fun watching it with her. And again, I went in, you know, not really having much experience with the current or you know uh, modern teen drama. I did watch half of Smallville, like the first half. I kind of fell off. At some point, maybe in college, um, but uh, yeah, I went in with those with those expectations. I thought Jen Ortega was great. I think I liked the cast and characters overall, and uh, I had a good time. Alicia, your thoughts, overall thoughts on Wednesday? Um, I also watched it with my daughter. Uh, Maisie is eight, and. Um, she she can be pretty grim, so I wasn't concerned about her consuming something like this. Uh, I I thought um, I mean I enjoyed it, although I feel like I could watch anything because I I like watch a lot of the shows that like they watch that are um, oh what are what are the kid like Nickelodeon shows and stuff and I'm like yeah if I could sit through this I could essentially sit through anything. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I, did, have you ever seen Sabrina? Uh, yes. <clears throat> I, the, I got a real Netflix sub- one. Mm, the, the, mm. Or the or the Melissa Joan Hart. Sabrina. No, the Netflix one. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah I got a I got a similar vibe from this that that like from this show, but that one felt darker to me. Whereas I felt like this should have been darker. Um. So I don't know. I I enjoyed it. Uh, overall but um i wished it was a little darker a little um meaner something maybe i I wouldn't have been able to watch with an (laughs) eight-year-old yeah i kind of felt the the same way that uh like i think overall the show was fine i thought the first four episodes the tim burton ones were were much better than the second half of the series i kind of you know it got uh a little too fantastical, I think, uh, uh, for me towards the end. It was kind of the same reason that uh, I kind of dropped off watching uh, Riverdale. So the first couple of seasons I really enjoyed, and then they started playing like this Dungeons and Dragons game, and then all of a sudden there were monsters, and then and then apparently there were aliens later on in the show. But uh, I kind of dropped off, so I dropped off of that that show pretty quick. But um, 
you know, I, I like a show with a nice, strong lead female character. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer when it originally aired on television. So, like, uh, that type of stuff, vampires, werewolves, and things like that, I, I, I enjoy watching shows like that. Um, but have you but, rewatched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes. Actually, uh, oh. uh, over, uh, about three or four years ago, I, I, I kind of started slowly making my way through it. Uh, some of it holds up. A lot of it doesn't hold up. Uh, I remember really enjoying the musical episode when it first aired, but revisiting that, it might be the worst 48 minutes of television ever aired. Um, but uh, yeah, so it uh, made me, yeah, I, I, I would agree that uh, Buffy doesn't uh, hold up as it uh, as I once thought it did. But uh, yeah, like um, I thought a lot of the actors in the show were either miscast or or really bad i thought that her two the two dudes that were interested in her were horrible actors um and i was just guffawing uh while i was watching this show um but i thought jenna ortega was was really great um uh yeah and i thought the um the the actors the famous actors that played her her family members um, I thought they were all miscast in this series. Um, but I did enjoy the Danny Elfman music a lot. I liked a lot of the cues back to the, the television show theme song. I liked, uh, a lot of the nods to the snapping because Adam's family and the theme song and the snaps, and there was a lot of snaps in the show. I kind of liked how they kind of, uh, you know, paid a little tribute to that. Um, so overall, I, I again, I showed it was fine. I, there was there was a lot that I that I didn't enjoy. Uh, Frank, uh, Goth Frank. I guess I agree with everyone. Uh, uh, the it's it's watchable. I find everything Tim Burton has ever made watchable. I don't know if they changed it on IMDb when it first was posted. I could have sworn when I checked every episode was directed by Tim Burton, which is one of the right. reasons I yeah. watch. So I was like, Oh, every episode's Tim Burton. That's, I can't believe like usually a director does the first few and then hands it off. But then I was watching it today and the end credit or the, I skipped the intro and the director was someone else. I'm like, Oh, did I imagine this or maybe it changed? Um, but I generally like his aesthetic. I like the cartoony goth stuff. I know people get sick of the pinstripes and cliches from Tim Burton stuff. I always like it. I still like it. Uh, I didn't have major problems with the cast. I assume I'm not the target audience for this show for the most part. But I don't know. The the humor works. Like Wednesday's barbs and the, the joke that she's into terrible things uh i feel like there's always clever takes on that or it's it's always snarky and mildly amusing so uh it works pretty well with her character and i think it's generally well written for the type of show it is so i got a lot of fun out of it i know on the on the junkies uh yesterday murder mysteries are up for the more we're up for the moratorium award you'll have to tune in to see if it won but uh, it's getting, you know, every show seems to be a murder mystery now. But I guess I don't mind the idea that this one is, you know, that a monster is involved and it's figuring out who the monster is, is a, an interesting twist, I guess. Uh, I, I know the supporting cast, 
There was only one casting I really didn't like. We'll get to that later in the show, I suppose. But uh, I really liked Enid. Emma Myers is Enid. She was my favorite character in the entire show. I I mean, a lot of Tim Burton stuff is cartoony contrast, including right down to the pinstripes, white and black all the time, two, two sides of things in a cartoon way. And like just the the their room they share being like completely opposite personality split down the middle. I, I liked that dynamic. I actually wish the show was less concerned with other characters and more on their friendship. The core uh, friendships and relationships really work for me, including uh, her relationship with Thing. Uh, I think some of the animation and ideas of Things are also uh, owe some credit to uh, the movies from the 90s, but I thought this movie did, or, pardon me, TV show. Whew. Oh, God. Uh, um, <laughs> did some interesting things with Thing, and uh, I, I liked that. I guess in terms of it being a school for creatures, monsters, whatever you want to do, it's kind of doing the normie versus outcast, uh, like X-Men treatment of that at some level. I I think, I don't know if it's budgetary concerns or not. It actually didn't lean into that. It's, uh, it's clearly inspired a bit by Harry Potter, uh, but I, I don't know. Where Harry Potter, I guess, leans on the spells, this, uh, except for a few key moments, I wouldn't even know it was a school for different types of uh, mythological uh, modern-day versions of that stuff. It really doesn't use it to the extent I thought it would. But I would also second, uh, I thought Jen Ortega was very good as Wednesday, although some Greg kind of alluded to this a little bit. I don't care. I want to be very clear. I do not care about this, but there is an aspect where, as Greg said, she tried to murder people like, and it's pretty clear with the wording that her intent was to murder them. She says like, Oh, they would think I failed if they saw I was an attempted murder. And I like that joke. So I ultimately don't care, but there is something about that character where she is, like using people a lot. And I think the show wants both. I think the show wants her to be likable and also have some sociopathic tendencies and maybe speaking to what Alicia said earlier about it being darker. I wish they would have committed either way with some of that stuff. Like it feels like it wants to have everything. And I mean, that's the type of show it is. It's, it's a watchable show, but uh, that would be my, my one, like I really like the jokes with Wednesday but I get other characters being like, you're an asshole Wednesday. <laughs> like, and then they forgive her every time. So the school was supposed to be like, out, is it outcasts of society or is it like monsters? I, I guess it's a bit of everything. I said outcast because that's how they frame it in the show. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that makes sense, though, because like, what is Wednesday? Like, she gets visions, but her parents didn't know she got visions when they sent her there. Yeah. It's, so uh, then she was just like a weird kid who like yeah. who liked murder. Yeah. Into and, a cult. And, and like and like and like Fester has powers in this, but I don't. I, but his brother Gomez seemingly doesn't. So it's kind of like random. Who the Adams family like people are like do the like Morticia has powers. Wednesday does like I don't know. Yeah, I think it does frame it under like a fringe people 
in, in society and that kind of all the allegories kind of relate to that and uh, sometimes very like on point in calling that stuff out. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. I just, there are hints here and there of, oh, these people have powers and it actually becomes a factor for, you know, shape-shifting characters and who is this. And if you were aware people had shape-shifting powers and had other powers, I feel like they would be used much more logically if we're making an X-Men comparison. X-Men, like, they use their powers like they're aware of what they are. I guess the excuse you could make is, uh, again, the typical um, puberty, um, like the Enid characters directly, that kind of idea. Like, do they have control of their powers yet? Are they becoming who they're going to be? Uh, but clearly some characters uh, use their like siren powers and stuff like that. So I wish there was more problem solving using whatever their special gifts were. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, speaking of Enid and powers not being shown, she seems to be an outcast within her own group of werewolves because she hasn't fully wolfed out yet. But you don't see anyone else really wolf out either in the show. Like her, she has her siblings at the school and she has her parents are in an episode. And they all just kind of have, I don't know, they dress like lumberjacks. Um <laughs> Uh, aside from that, I don't see wolf-like qualities to them. And I mean, I, I didn't even know there were vampires in the show. I remember my daughter saying that one of her favorite characters was Yoko, this character who always wore shades. And I was like, oh, what is Yoko? And she, she had to tell me she's a vampire. And I was like, oh, there are vampires in the show? You wouldn't even know. Maybe they're trying to avoid that because, you know, 10 years ago, that was the biggest thing. And maybe everyone's had their fill of vampires. Yeah, they could be saving some of those. I, I like the introduction to the groups. Like, I can't remember all the nicknames for them, but uh, you know, the, sto- the stoners for the the, the Gorgons. Yeah, where, where they're going to the go? Jesus. Future storylines will probably like this one felt more about witchcraft and occult stuff. I think the other ones might go down different uh, traditional horror roads. So they like the, the first half of the the show, you know, we kind of like Wednesday kind of gets assimilated into the school and we kind of meet all the characters and, you know, and um, she has, you know, typical yet not so typical interactions with the other teens and problems with the other teens and like the popular girls and things like that. And a lot of the, tropes that you would see in a lot of these teen movies that but they're a little bit more twisted um and so that's kind of like the like the first half where she we get introduced to everybody um there we kind of understand that there is uh uh, something that out there that is murdering people that the the sheriff and the townspeople are telling everybody that it's a bear um and then uh the second half uh is kind of more of uh um I, and I guess like there's a bit of the mystery solving throughout uh, the middle of the show and towards the end, and then um, it kind of the show kind of kind of explodes in a whole bunch of different directions with a lot of um, you know again witchcraft and, and and things like that, and kind of gets away a bit from uh, the mystery, which like the the sleuthing part of it with with Wednesday kind of trying to put together this mystery was one of the things that I did enjoy uh, about the show. Although I do, I did find that um, they telegraphed a lot of stuff and, and, you know, maybe it's not supposed to be that deep of a, of a mystery show and it's all right. If you can kind of figure out 
um, what's going on and, and kind of who's behind everything. Um, but, uh, and that kind of leads me to, uh, uh, Christina Ricci in this, uh, role. Now she, she played Wednesday Adams in the two, uh, movies from, from the nineties. And so, so they kind of bring her back, uh, to kind of be a link, uh, between those movies and their show as far as, uh, you know, just the, the whole Adams family. Um, I, I I can't recall seeing Christina Ricci in too many things. Like I don't think she ever like retired from acting, but she did kind of disappear for quite some time. I I think, or, or I just didn't watch anything that she was in. Um, but uh, uh, what did you guys think of 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 her role as she plays uh, like uh, the normie teacher that's uh, at Nevermore Academy? Uh, I, I did get pretty tired of them saying the word normie a lot in this show uh, to describe non-outcast people but like you know, muggle yes um so what do you guys what did you think of christina ricci on the show um i well i felt like as soon as i saw her on the show i was like oh she's obviously the bad guy right right but i think that also just speaks to this probably i'm not the target audience somebody who actually saw the original movies <laughs> Um, I'm a little on the older side for this show, but um, I, I, I don't know. I felt like she was fine. Isn't she in Yellow Jackets? Yeah, I haven't watched yes. it yet. Yeah. Oh, she's in Yellow yeah. Jackets. She is. Oh. Yeah. I liked her. I actually liked her turn when she like it, it is a nice. It feels like everything else was an act in some way, and when she gets revealed as the villain, I, I liked her a lot more then. I, I also had a feeling that she was going to be the villain almost right away. Like, I think it was like kind of the, the Scooby-Doo setup where the, you know, the one person, the one teacher who's very supportive and who's always there and is, you know, the least suspicious um, ends up being the person behind it all. And, you know, with the whole, she being the Wednesday from the films, uh, and, knowing, and then knowing that, like you said, Greg, I noticed a lot of the writing and editing was telegraphed where they'd be like, oh, I wonder who could be controlling the hide. It would cut to Christina Ricci's Miss Thornhill character in like another scene. Like they would do a lot of those lead ins with the dialogue. They uh, it's it's funny you mentioned a, a Scooby-Doo because, they, you know, they, they kind of became their own mystery solving gang and they even had their own like like thing is essentially Scooby Doo, right? He's 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 the the non human character in their in their gang of uh, cool kids uh, solving the mystery. Um, so as as the show goes uh, um, forward, and uh, we kind of um, we're we're kind of told why uh, Christina Ricci is is kind of the bad guy, and and uh, her idea is to. Um, resurrect this uh uh person from uh this town's past that uh, uh originally killed all of the the outcasts and there's a whole weird pilgrim subplot thing and a lot of a lot of backstory with the pilgrims there um the and then there's the resurrection of this and i i think uh i think this is kind of when i fi- uh, officially kind of tapped out with the 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 whole resurrection of of the pilgrim with the funny hat um what was what was that character's name the uh clackstone or something like that joseph crackstone crackstone Crackstone, that's it um so yeah i i think that was that was what my main issue with it kind of took away from like a, a cool 
dark mystery solve and into something that was a little more um I, I don't know maybe maybe it is a bit childish but that was my uh, uh my main thing with the with the show like, what did what did you feel about how did you feel about uh, the ending frank and how it kind of the, the way that the show turned i mean you get a prophecy you kind of know it's heading to some showdown i i did forget about it at times but i actually liked crackstone i maybe i'm tying you would to mr boogity remember mr boogity <laughs> oh my god i do nightmare I just, city I just for me watched that I, I we watched that like two weeks ago yeah it felt like uh <laughs> i know there's old 80s connections with tim burton and disney and he said like i'm not I'm never working with Disney again, but uh, I got some Mr. Boogity vibes. So I was digging out of the monster designs. I obviously uh, Tim Burton leans into if they're going to be CG, like make them completely ludicrous looking and almost like cartoons. Like there's nothing believable about them. So I really like the monster, the hide. I thought that was a fun design and I liked Crackstone. I did not like enid's werewolf you don't get to see it that much like the lighting is dark but it felt stylistically out of sync with everything else like it felt like a realistic uh take on it maybe if i looked at that model uh under like close inspection i'd see the the proportions like being consistent but i felt like i I wanted that to be a more cartoony take on a on a werewolf, I, that was my least favorite, one of my least favorite things in the show. Like yeah, more the, uh, American Werewolf in London. Uh, it just felt like, except for the pink hair, like, oh, they're trying to make a real looking werewolf. Where everything else was right, but it, like you would have rather it been more like American Werewolf in London, like more like a an, a throwback to yeah, or even like more cartoony, like. <laughs> Or like Teen Wolf? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Like, would I prefer it practical like effects? Practical? Yeah. Uh, no, I I would have liked something like the other monster, a CG version of that character, but like like goofier. I wish almost when she first starts transforming and it's that makeup, like it felt like it was going a goofy direction. And then maybe I'll look it up because I just finished watching it. Maybe it is cartoonier than I thought. Yeah, the hide has like a really great Tim Burton look. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it, its face looks like large Marge, um, yeah. from TV's big adventure or, or like, you know, <laughs> or like, or like any character from the corpse bride or the nightmare before Christmas. Like it has that stop motion Tim Burton drawing look to it, the big eyes. And yeah, it, it, it's true. I wonder, I wonder if he, because he didn't direct the final episode. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he oversaw all production. He was a producer. Yeah, like yeah, he was kind of, lo- I'm sure he would have been giving feedback on all the designs i'd say we're gonna record this on a wednesday it's a thursday if we had recorded yesterday it was also large marge day the day that's right large marge died yep missed opportunity <laughs> wow I, I i i feel like i've let you down oh it's okay i didn't realize it until after <laughs> oh okay all right if we're gonna just mention practical versus like cg i i really liked the choice to make thing or to use an actor for thing and green screen him instead of uh animate that yeah i thought thing was great uh the the idea even like i i the idea of thing getting stabbed and almost dying and i i love the line you better not or what does she say you better not die or i'll kill kill you you. yeah i love i love that's (laughs) such a frank line i 
absolutely love that line. <laughs> a Frank line? Yeah. That, like, is there a collection? No, like something that is my kind of thing. Like, I, I remember in Tropic Thunder, something with Nick Nolte about sleep. Like, just weird, absurd lines that are clearly contradictory. I love that stuff. I gotta say, I did not expect the the uh, KOC to uh, really appreciate the humor in this show. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought, I thought it was it was good. Uh, the, I like the thing re, the ones that immediately come to mind. Uh, the cockroaches. I mean, some of it might be obvious, like just say something that's normally people don't like and say you like it. But I still thought it was pretty creative about how it approached it. Um. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Principal uh, Weens, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, uh, who I, I thought was really good uh, in her role. Um, she, yeah, she she's the principal of, of Nevermore Academy and and does have a relationship with uh, Morticia and Gomez when uh, they were all attending the school together. Um, like she obviously like she was supposed to be the best friend of Morticia Adams, but it, you know she I guess actually secretly hated her or not so secretly uh disliked her uh throughout that time and um probably because morticia was better than her at everything i i didn't really understand why she hated her like she didn't really have a thing for gomez so i'm not quite sure where that animosity is i don't know if they explained it or not but uh i, I thought she was really good in the role um what'd you think Nuno? um i also liked her um i've I, I'm a big fan of, well, you're not a big fan, but I mean, uh, I guess going back to Game of Thrones, I always like the characters she's been playing. It's nice to see her, you know, still getting work. Um, I thought she was great. I was trying to piece together the whole shapeshifter thing and like why, um, with the first victim, um, Rowan, I believe. Yeah. yeah. How she, I, I think I had to watch some of those scenes in the second episode twice to see whether she and the Rowan were in the same room at any point. But I was like, okay, oh, she's a shapeshifter. We kind of get that. Um, Well, we get that, but they don't really come back to that until later in the series. Right. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was cool, but I was in my mind, I was the whole time I was like, how are Rowan's parents not wondering what happened to him? Because, you know, kids... (laughs) Kid's been murdered. She ditches all of his stuff in a in in, in a bus terminal bathroom, and uh, but then they also just have one line where towards the end where she tells Wednesday, uh, "Oh, Rowan's parents know he's dead. They're okay with the cover up." Which I'm like, okay, cool. They're all right with it. All right, all right that's good enough for me. Yeah, because wasn't it because he otherwise he would have looked like a murderer? Like he was like a psychopath who was trying to murder people. So they'd rather he just die quietly than have a bad reputation in death. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, 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 you're both parents. So what would you, what would you prefer? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Die with honor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cover it up, sweep it under the rug. Perfect. Yeah. Do not soil the family name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. That's good enough for me. Frank, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, did you like her in the show? Yeah, she was she was good. Don't have really strong feelings either way. She, she oh, seems I have strong to, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> she, she seems to, like, I guess it's a little, it's definitely different from her Game of Thrones character. I'm trying, 
Yeah, she's good. She's good casting, I'd say. I, yes. So, and some of the other, uh, um, you know, name actors that appeared in the show, um, um, I had like a, a huge problem with the cast. Like, I love Louise Guzman. Wait, I, I don't get to talk about Gwendolyn Christie? Oh, you, you have feelings on her? Oh, I love oh, I, her. I, I thought you were being facetious. No, I love her. Oh, okay. Like, I love her as a person. I love her. <laughs> so oh. that's it. That's all I had to say. Oh, and it looks like she's in season two of Severance. Oh, nice. That's this character? <laughs> yes. Wow. A weird Tiny spin. For that yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Fans are really upset that she got killed off in um, in Wednesday. Yeah, you kind of uh, she uh, she should expect uh, should have seen that coming though. No, <laughs> it's like you you uncover some uh, the 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 plot behind someone that has you know murdered a bunch of people and then just let them walk right up to you and yeah, not they, expect. They didn't have backup really. No, they didn't, they didn't. They didn't have like the cops listening in, or like you know. I mean, Wednesday had done that previously when. Uh, she was going after Xavier, the painter. Like she, she had the police back her up and then barge into that place later to arrest him. Like, why didn't she do it again? It seemed a little strange. But, yeah, I do uh, think yeah. the idea of her, they finally use it at the end. Her like pretending to be uh, James and then figuring out that it's a shapeshifter. That's one example of. I feel like there's much more practical solutions to figuring out who is doing this stuff earlier in the show. I know it's a murder mystery; it's arbitrary, but these are talented. Who's James? Who's James? Isn't that the name of the uh, the son of the police officer? Uh, the Hyde? Tyler. Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Tyler James. Yeah. Whatever. James <laughs> 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 <say> Shit. <laughs> Well, James is the name of the actor who plays the sheriff, the father. So, of course, maybe, I was looking at IMDb. Sim- that's that's what you're looking at. <laughs> it makes so total sense. I get it. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the casting of the actual Adams family beyond Jenna Ortega, who I thought was great. Um, I like, I, and again, like I like Luis Guzman and a lot of stuff he's in, and I like Catherine Zeta Jones, and I, I like Fred Armisen. Uh, but I did not think that they fit well in this show at all, especially Fred Armisen. I thought he was awful. And like, I'm, I'm not the greatest judge of acting, but I, I don't know if they just kind of wanted to let him loose or something. But uh, it just seemed like he was in a completely different movie. Um, uh, sure. And again, I'm, sure. I'm not too familiar with the Uncle Fester character or how Christopher Lloyd played him uh, in the movies. But uh, I don't. What, what did you guys think about uh, uh, the the casting of the actual Adams family? And there wasn't enough Lurch in this show. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, I I like the look of Lurch, but again, you barely see he um, him or Pugsley. Um, yeah, with Fred Armisen, I was looking forward to seeing him as Uncle Fester, but then I was surprised at how kind of like jovial and happy he was. Again, I haven't revisited. The, the films um but fred armiston in general as a character actor he tends he sometimes is really funny as like a deadpan kind of like um 
kind of emotionless thing, but then I'm like, oh, you know what? But Wednesday kind of owns that in the show, right? So, um, yeah, I didn't mind him. And I did like Luis Guzman as uh, as Gomez. I know a lot of people had problems with Luis Guzman because they're thinking of maybe Raul Julia from the films, how he was kind of like this tall, kind of like uh, sophisticated, handsome guy. But um, I guess going back to the original Adams Family comic strips, um, he was like a short, he was a much shorter than Marticia, kind of like a, you know, heavier set guy. And I've been meaning to watch the um, the CGI animated Adams Family films that came out in the past. Oh, yeah, year. I forgot about those. Apparently, those are very close to the original Adams Family in the humor, the character design. Again, I've been meaning to watch them, and I didn't get around to it. Did you know that in uh, in 2010, there was an Adams Family musical with Nathan Lane and B.B. Newworth? On Broadway? Yes. Wow. It was nominated for Tony Awards. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, Frank, Luis Guzman, thoughts? Not great. Didn't yeah. love it. I agree. Didn't Fred love Catherine Zeta-Jones. And really did not like Fred Armisen as Uncle yeah. Fester. And I do like Fred Armisen. And something was just off with that. Something's up. I don't know. So, <laughs> I was not feeling it at all. Alicia, thoughts? Um, hmm. I, uh, I, I didn't really find a problem with most of the casting. I thought for their parts in it, it was good. Um, I'm more used to like, um, more chemistry between, uh, Morticia and Luis Guzman. And I don't know if it was the actors or just what it was about them but i didn't feel like there was a lot of chemistry there like i didn't feel like they're supposed to be just so in love with each other and i didn't get that but um as far as fred armison's uh portrayal of uncle fester i loved it like i really oh i i I was going to say, I could totally see how it, that performance would be hit or miss. Like I could see someone loving it and then I could see someone disliking it. It's like a very uh, bold choice in the direction with that character. So I'm not surprised some people like it. I just wasn't uh, digging it. What a major back battle from Frank there. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I hated it, but because I hate it, I can see how someone loves it. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. Um, so, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Um, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, like I, I really enjoyed the music. Like Danny Elfman, uh, he again he only did the music for uh, some of the episodes. I'm assuming just the Tim Burton ones. Uh, I haven't figured that, but it has, he he uh, he didn't do it in all of them. But uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of music, and, and I know Frank, you 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 often pick up on a lot of the music and films and and television shows and the cues and stuff. So so, what did you think of? Uh, I actually the score didn't really. I, I mean, if it's like a Danny Elfman 
like score at some level, but nothing stood out to me. I, I, okay. I was actually underwhelmed. Uh, I th- a couple times at the end of the the series, I was like, "Oh, this might uh, this might be getting good," or maybe I miss or wasn't paying enough attention to the music. But I mean, that's part of it. I shouldn't have to pay attention to like it. I like I want it to hit me. I want the hooks, and I wasn't necessarily getting that. No, no. Um, yeah, the music didn't. I, I noticed um, while watching the opening credits, obviously seeing Danny Elfman there. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if he's ever scored anything for television or anything. I mean, anything recently for television or for Netflix. Um, I did notice, um, I probably missed a lot of it, but I noticed maybe most episodes had um, had covers of popular songs in uh, one form or another. I know uh, Wednesday plays uh, uh, Painted Black on her cello. And then the school band uh, butchers a Fleetwood Mac song at the uh, the unveiling of uh, of the Crackstone um, statue. I think there was, there was some Metallica in there. I think I think yep. there was Nothing Else Matters. I heard that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was it an actual apocalyptica version of Nothing Else Matters, or uh, it might have been? Oh, I, I, yeah. I didn't look to do, but it could have been. Um, but um, Alicia, any 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 thoughts on the music? Uh, no, I mean, I I really liked, I think, uh, the the painted black cello music. I liked the the music that was covers. I didn't, I, I felt like the score was fine, interesting, okay. I did, I did like that uh, Wednesday was good at everything that she did, whether it was archery or canoeing, um, playing the cello, and... and uh, and the the fencing as well. Um, Sorry, okay, but, but so, while we're on music, we have to talk yeah. about one thing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm okay. getting to right now. Uh, the dance, uh, well, which course. is which is what has now exploded all over TikTok. Um, now in the show, uh, Wednesday has this. Uh, 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 she just kind of does her own dance routine to a song by uh, uh, the Cramps, uh, who played at CBGB back in the day. Uh, the song is uh, Goo Goo Muck. That's the name of the song that she dances to. And so... Uh, I don't think it's it the original the, song, though. It, it might it? not be. Okay. But uh, so her dance has been uh, kind of copied and it's become this viral thing over on, on TikTok with a lot of youngsters doing the, this dance. But in most of the videos on TikTok, they don't use the song by the Cramps. It's a song by Lady Gaga. Um, I don't know the name of her song. <laughs> Sorry, but, that that's uh, what it is. It's the TikTok is messing it up. I haven't yeah. seen any of the TikTok stuff. Sorry. Right. So uh, in in all of the uh, uh, these most of the videos that are that are on TikTok, it's it's a Lady Gaga song, and um, I don't know why uh, the song was changed for the TikTok dance. I mean, clearly they uh, can use copyrighted music because they do it all the time on the TikTok. Uh, but this thing has become massive. So, Frank, you haven't seen any of the any of the dance videos. You're, no. you're not a TikTok user, a scroller. I'm not. I, no. I'm aware that it's a sensation, but right. uh, I'm unaware of the the videos. Did, uh, La- did Lady Gaga cover it just like recently because of the Wednesday? Well, it's 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 it's, it's not that song. It's it's one of her own songs. It's oh, completely sorry. different from oh, yeah. Okay. It's completely different from the the show 
Oh, Which weird. is bizarre to me, but yeah, I don't. Oh, it's I don't Bloody Mary. Social media. Bloody Mary is the Lady Gaga song. There you go, Bloody Mary. Uh, Nuno, you have children. Do they use TikTok? They don't, but they. I think they they see TikTok. Actually, my daughter's best friend is always on TikTok, so she she does see it peripherally. Okay, and I and I think they're aware of TikTok trends um, on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, so when she, it's the hands above the head. I think there's a lyric in Bloody Mary, I dance with my hands above my head would be the connection, I think. Frank, like, it's pretty clear you're a huge fan of Lady Gaga. It's okay. You you don't need to pretend that you're not quite sure about it. I'm not, I'm (laughs) saying why I'm not sure that, why it's connected, but I'm pretty sure that's the reason. I clearly know the lyrics of Bloody Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, have you, have you, Nuno, have you seen the, the videos on TikTok? No? Uh, kind of. And, and my daughter likes dancing to, to the, to the cramp song. Oh, okay. We actually, we had a New Year's Eve party. She, uh, she got a karaoke machine for Christmas. And Amazing. so we had, we had some family over New Year's Eve and, uh, yeah, she and my brother-in-law did a cover of, uh, of the Goo Goo Muck and they loved it. Nice. Well, even better after the goo goo muck at the dance, they play my favorite Dua Lipa song, Physical. So I was really vibing <laughs> with that scene. I love uh, Physical. Alicia, I, I'm assuming you're all over TikTok. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I am. But um, I think my, my For You page serves more of the um, debate over whether you could actually play that on cello. Like, I didn't see any of the dances being served up to me. I'm aware of them. But there was, like, an ongoing debate between a bunch of cellists. And this one guy was like, it's impossible to play that. Like, she couldn't, there's no way because it's it stretches too many octaves. And then other people being like, I take that challenge. And then, like, trying to play it and succeeding. So, I, I guess I'm just more a, a cello nerd than a TikTok dancing person well that's well clearly there's an audience for for cello players yeah i think there's an audience for everything (laughs) that is true 100 percent. yeah um yeah so i mean i don't have too much more uh to say about the show Have, have we missed talking about anything um, I, I, I just want to say, I think most of the, my favorite parts of the show had nothing to do with the monsters or the mystery. I agree. Like, I think I liked the piranhas uh, scene at the beginning. I liked, um, I liked the dance. I liked when the family had to go to therapy. Um, um, I liked when Fester and Thing were fighting. Like, I don't, none of it really had to do with outside of the Adams family. So I think I just wanted more Adams weirdness and less of the school and, and kids. But I, again, that's not what the show is supposed to be. I don't know. I I wanted more of the friendships. I really liked the friendships and, uh, Wednesday's reluctance to like pretend she was, uh, impossible to, to crack and caving in. I thought, you know, the friendships actually worked for me. But again, that's not really part of the school mythology and all that stuff. I, I, that's I agree that the 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 kookier stuff was not that interesting to me. 
would this show have even passed the Bechdel test? Because I feel like the only time Wednesday and Enid spoke were about like boys. Definitely Enid, maybe. Uh, well, actually, yeah, it was maybe it was, ha- it was half boys, half Enid, you know, kind of trying to tell Wednesday that she knows she's, you know, a nice person underneath this gruff exterior and she's fighting the fact that she doesn't really want to be alone, although she says she's destined to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I just watched it. I, it's very short, but uh, Wednesday and Bianca talk fencing at the end of the show. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> very involved conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, uh, I, I liked, I liked her, her friendship with, or her, her emerging friendship with, uh, with Eugene, the beekeeper. Oh yeah, and I did I, like that. And I, they seriously got me when, when he was attacked on a cliffhanger ending. I assumed he was dead, and I was like, oh, they killed like the sweetest, most innocent little kid at the school. Like, yes. So I, I, I was relieved <laughs> that he, uh, he didn't die. Then they got me again when, when we assumed that thing was dead. Because they, they tried to revive them and they kind of did the whole thing like in movies where it's like they try twice and then it's like, oh, he's gone. And then there's a long pause. I think this took that pause really, really long. How I mean, I'm a few weeks removed from it now. But I honestly thought they killed off Thing and uh, they got me twice. Those SOBs. <laughs> that would have been a choice to uh, kill off Thing. Yeah, I not for one second did I think they were going to kill Thing. <laughs> All right. So let's uh any 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 final thoughts on the show uh Alicia you you liked the stuff that didn't have really anything to do with the plot of the show. Um but you know what? I kind of agree <laughs> with you. Uh I think I would have appreciated more if there was more zany Adams family stuff. Uh, uh that, Yeah, maybe uh, it's the the mystery thing from the past year or or maybe it's because um you know, Sean's family is really into Scooby-Doo and it's just been sort of forced down my throat my whole <laughs> life with him. So you got to combine two. Do you know how many of our like- ornaments are Scooby-Doo ornaments on our Christmas tree? I do not. Zoics. So many. Don't, we, we, am we I confusing? Does well. his family like Dune as well? Yes. Scooby-Doo. You got to do a mashup. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that because I think I just I'm over that whole thing. Like he and Sean really likes to show them those like episodes to the kids. And then I think I kind of ruined it for them early on because I'm like, it's that guy. It's always the other person they introduce. And they're like, oh, well, then it's over. Has he uh, have you watched the uh, the Scooby-Doo Kiss movie? The one where they meet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we've watched all of the new Scooby Doo where they've actually embraced that they're like, like it's not just a guy in a mask now; it's actual monsters. There's actual monsters. Yeah, it's there's a lot. There's a lot of these movies. Frank, didn't we uh, didn't we review the Scooby Doo meets the WWE movie? Didn't we watch? Didn't I, we do I think that you Baldrick? you made me do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. There's a Harlem Globetrotter episode. Oh, yeah. 
you gotta you gotta check that out next. I do kind of want to watch the Kiss one now. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, they, they also made two movies recently with the WWE and uh, and, and a lot of the uh, like Vince McMahon and a lot of the wrestlers are in those. I, I I watched those. My kids had a huge Scooby Doo. Actually, it hasn't ended. They're still watching Scooby Doo. Hey, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with uh, with the Doo. I'm 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 all right with it. Well, although- I mean, and, and and there's there's the H. I was gonna say earlier when we we're talking about you know. Oh, this could have been darker, and then we're talking about things that reminded reminded us of. Oh, I wonder if they're going to do like an adult Scooby Doo. But I think uh, HBO has the Velma series, which is like apparently on par with the Harley Quinn series and like Rick and Morty as far as like adult content. I think it, I think it just started too. I think the first two yeah, episodes just I, came out. I believe it did. So I think we have to we have to wait for like an R rated Charlie Brown murder mystery. I'd be down for that. Yeah. It's probably going to be Woodstock. Or uh, or who was uh, who was the dirty guy? Pigpen. 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 Right. <laughs> Frank, any uh, any final thoughts on Wednesday? Nope. Pretty watchable. Not mind blowing in any way. You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time with it. I I I thought the murder. I thought the mystery thing was again pretty obvious. I had a feeling it was also that Tyler. Yeah, I had a feeling Tyler was the um, was the hide as well. Uh, early on ratings out of five alicia like as a oh okay Show, um, yeah. <laughs> overall three frank i mean this is a definitive 3.75 out of five so i've got to lean around da- down around up i'm gonna say three and a half with room for growth you know uh I, i'm with frank probably yeah, I, I was thinking. I, I never think about the star ratings, so I was between a three and a half and a four. I'll go three and a half. I think I will uh, give it a uh, a three uh, as well. All right, let's uh, get into some uh, of the superlatives or, or homework, as uh, Alicia put it. Um, and we'll start with our, our favorite secondary character, Frank. I don't know if she's secondary. She might just be a top character, but. Uh, Enid. I really liked Enid. Alicia? Uh, Fester. He was Yikes. my favorite <laughs> secondary. No, no. He's only in like the one or two episodes? I'm a, One, I'm, maybe. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. I'm, I'm going for Thing. I loved, I, he kind of emotes. That's a good one. I love the way he emoted. There was, like a, there was a scene where he's trying to look innocent after he, I think, pulls a parent trap and writes a letter to uh, Tyler to invite him to the 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 dance and he's kind of like has his legs kind of twiddling like he's sitting down like kicking his legs yeah and he's kind of, he's kind of like you know an R two D two where you kind of project onto them because they don't have really a voice that you can understand and uh, I thought he would look just looked great a lot of the humor came from his performance and and I guess writing around that character I also uh, will agree and and say that uh, thing. Uh, was my favorite uh, secondary character recasting. Um, I talked a lot about, uh, you know, um, people that I thought were miscast on this show um, between, uh, you know, Louise Guzman and, and Catherine Zeta-Jones and, and Fred Armisen. But I think I, I definitely would. Uh, I, I would go with Louise Guzman and recasting him. And I realized that in the in the original cartoons, you know, he was kind of that shape, but I mean, I'm kind of used to, uh, you know, 
Gomez being, um, you know, a little more lanky than than heavy set, um, a little more John Aston like than uh, than Luis Guzman, and and uh, I think I probably would have to go with Big Bang Theory's Jim Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it coming yet again. <laughs> I definitely saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alicia, who would you recast? Yeah, at first I was thinking maybe like um, Luis Guzman as Oscar Isaac because he did the voice acting in the cartoon, the recent cartoon movie. I like it. But um, also I was just thinking personally Christina Ricci just because I – right away was like oh like as soon as i saw her i'm like okay well she's she did it so just to give it a little more of a mystery aspect if if that's what they were going for frank uh i was not a fan of uncle fester or fred armison is uncle fester and there's only one possible recasting me I want to be Uncle Fester. I got to work with Tim Burton. Get me in there. I am your Uncle Fester for all of time. Fair play. Fair play. That's good. Uh, uh, Nuno? I want to... Well, originally, I thought Tim Burton had directed all eight episodes. I think I found out just recently that he didn't direct the last four. I wasn't paying attention as I was, as I was watching it. I want to recast... 2022 Tim Burton with 1992 Tim Burton. Oh, no. Because not. you know what? That, <laughs> you haven't even watched just, Dark Shadows. You're not thing. allowed From, to do that. You're, you're, you're probably right. Um, I just feel like, you know, maybe he's lost something. A little bit of like his, um, he's maybe more polished, more competent, you know, now. But, you know, um, 30 years later, I mean, 30 years ago, I think maybe... I liked his energy. Uh, I think this was maybe lacking a little bit of that Tim Burton style, which I think Barry Sonnenfeld totally ripped off uh, in the 90s when he made. That's the, true. Um, yeah, seriously, Barry, Barry Sonnenfeld's career, like so many times he's riding on like Tim Burton's leftovers. I, I think most people probably assumed that maybe if you were aware of Tim Burton, that he was involved maybe with the films because yeah, you know it, that that that's his wheel well, right? And then um, actually, another Netflix series I watched with my kids a couple of years ago was um, a series of, a series of unfortunate events. And Barry Sonnenfeld uh, was the creator of that show. He directed a bunch of episodes, and that has a '90s Tim Burton feel throughout it. So, whatever Tim Burton has been dropping, Barry Sonnenfeld's been picking up, and now it's got this weird circle where. Tim Burton is now doing Wednesday. Um, it could have been payback. Like you copied uh, my stuff for Adam's family. I'm copying your ideas back. It's just going to yeah. keep going forever. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, I would, I would want uh, old Tim Burton or young Tim Burton. What's um, that's uh, the series of unfortunate events. Show. What, what was, was that Jim Carrey in that? Or was that something different? That was the movie. Uh, he, yeah, he was in the movie. The movie, um, okay. Yeah, the, the, the movie never took off and didn't become a franchise. And then Netflix got the rights. And, um, oh, uh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah, played uh, Olaf in the series. And my, my kids love that series. I, they actually want to rewatch it. And I was like, you can kind of put it on in your own time and I'll drop in 
just I don't have time to rewatch stuff, but they really like that show. Oh, so the, the creepy guy is not Lemony Snicket. No, uh, Lemony oh. Snicket is played by Patrick Warburton. 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 Yeah, he's oh. uh, he he's like the narrator, and he has he has a tie to the characters, and that kind of gets revealed throughout it. You know who would make a good Count Olaf? Is that the character's you? name? No, Frank. You, Frank. <laughs> Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Um, all right, let's go into our top five moments, good or bad. It doesn't uh, doesn't matter. And uh, uh, I'm I'm most curious with uh, Frank. Your your top five. Uh, my number five is the Hyde monster design, which I was pleasantly surprised by. Number four, you know, I don't like to get on trends. Not my thing. Sometimes I I actively go against them. Not because i want to i just don't like them but i have to say i really like the wednesday dance i thought it was a great dance i was into it very cool number three thing so i would have been my second pick for best secondary character and things death i thought was pretty good and my number two is enid and enid and wednesday's relationship and number one my number one thing in this entire show Wednesday's achromatic Rubik's cube. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> I love achromatic color schemes. It's basically my entire house, and I need an achromatic Rubik's cube. Uh, Frank, since you love the the dance so much, could we do a TikTok with you doing the dance? Certainly not. <laughs> that was worth a shot. Alicia, top five. Um. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say uh, number five, the piranhas scene, like the very beginning of this whole thing. Um, number four, when uh, thing dies. Um, number three, Wednesday playing the cello. Uh, number two, the dance scene, which um, Jenna Ortega said that she was actually the one who made up the dance. She turned down a choreographer and decided asked to do it herself and um the number one thing um was when the family went to therapy i i enjoyed that no no your top five uh number five the snapping twice with both hands to get access to the nightshades library and reading the puzzle like i was like what does it say i didn't even know and that's like <laughs> i'm like oh snap twice yeah it's pretty good uh, number four is same as Frank. Uh, I have the design. The chromatic Rubik's cube. Oh, sorry, no. The, uh, <laughs> the 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 Tim Burton esque design of the Hyde character. Okay. Uh, number three, uh, when Wednesday is pretending to be a cadaver in the uh, in the coroner's freezer drawer, and he pulls her out, and like I loved like his reaction, like oh she looks like she's gone into full rigor mortis. And then when she doesn't want to get out, she she, she I think she tells um, I don't know who's there. Thing is there with her. She says, "Leave me. I want another five minutes in here or whatever." Um, number two, uh, my favorite thing moment was during the um, the Poe Cup race with the uh, the longboat racing, and when he swims through the water and punches the uh, punches the siren right in the face or whatever they're called. <laughs> I did not uh, like the cheating there. 
<laughs> but it but it was all about cheating because there are no rules. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> games are only games because they have rules. You understand? That's the magic circle. You start breaking those rules, it means nothing. These games are meaningless. What if? But what if cheating is part of the rules? That's part of the game. The real game is how well you can cheat. I don't think everyone's in on that. No, not by <laughs> it. It's chaos. What if the only rule is just try to win by any means necessary? It's a meaningless game. It's okay. You can enjoy it, but it's meaningless. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry Frank oh, oh I have my number one. Oh, your number one wait up yeah. dude <laughs> um, when uh, when Wednesday is working um, at the Pilgrim World fudge shop and her and she's talking to some German tourists and in perfect fluent German she does a takedown of Crackstone for being like a genocidal maniac and uh, yeah just her big her big like spiel there was amazing I, I, I laughed out loud during that I didn't realize that those people were actually German. I thought she was just doing it in German as a as a thing, just to be. I I got the impression that they were Germans. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what, why I got that impression. I, oh, all right. Uh, all right. My top five uh, is a thing. Uh, giving a thumbs up. My number four is thing typing. My number three is Thing in the Hidden Car Compartment. My number two is Thing Giving the Middle Finger. And my favorite moment, uh, Nuno, you son of a gun, you stole it. Thing swimming through the water and punching the merman in the face. I like Thing. Thing was good. Yeah, Thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. he's also all over TikTok now. Victor, what, what, however you pronounce his last name. With the, the, the actor whose hand it was? Mm-hmm. Oh. Doing hand things? Uh, no. I mean, it was like him, you know, looking at a big poster for the, for the show. And because I don't think he was, I don't think he's, what did he do before this? He's Romanian. This is it. Huh. I'd uh, I'd be interested to see if uh, he can use his hand to do the Wednesday dance in a TikTok video. Now that is symmetry. <laughs> All right, so that uh, wraps up uh, episode thirteen. I hope if you were a fan of Wednesday, uh, uh, you uh, enjoyed uh, the podcast. Uh, uh, Frank, what have you got coming up? Uh, I know it's a it's a tense weekend for you. Yes, I mean I don't have anything to plug, but I will say I debated doing the show. As of last Sunday, we are mortal enemies until yes. at least this Sunday when the Bills and Dolphins play in the playoffs. And I will be there in person to oh, awesome. observe said match. So I made an exception. Don't talk to me till Monday. The, uh, <laughs> you, you realize the Dolphins are starting their third string quarterback in the game, right? And it's Bills are probably going to win by about 30 points. Mortal enemies. <laughs> Frank, do you have uh, tailgating plans? Uh, just typical hangout before the game. Nothing crazy. You don't even want to uh, plug the latest Ball Junk podcast that's up there, our, our New Year's Eve ball drop episode? Mortal enemies. <laughs> what about the latest Game Junk? What's what's going on with that? Review of Ragnarok, Mortal enemies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nuno, where can people find you? 
Uh, my website is nunop.com or nunop. You can see my um, my variant comic book covers and links to all my socials. You gotta do, you gotta do a Wednesday. That would be cool. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it's funny. I saw someone online um, doing a drawing of Jenna Ortega, and she apparently has almost a perfectly symmetrical face because this person was doing a mirror. He was drawing it using a mirror feature where he only drew one side of the yeah. face, and it matched up, and the likeness was uncanny. Whoa. It was very strange. Whoa. No, no, uh, we're not mortal enemies, right? Not yet, no. Okay. Uh, Alicia, do you, do you want people to find you on social media? No, that's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and the mortal enemies thing, we're good? Yeah, we're good. Oh, solid. Um, Unless you overstep. Got it. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is the first episode of uh, of, of uh, 2023. We got a ton of um, shows in the pipeline that we're going to talk about. Uh, Willow, Rings of Power, Yellow Jackets, and then Yellow Jackets Season 2, uh, Marvel Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2. We'll probably do The Last of Us. Frank, you must be excited about a video game show. Mm, certainly not, but uh, I probably will end up watching it. <laughs> That's Perfect. <laughs> uh, again, follow us on Twitter, uh, TV Junk Podcast, and uh, and and reach out if uh, if you have any more uh, suggestions for uh, shows that we can uh, take a look at. Uh, TV Junk Podcast at gmail Thanks for listening. You can watch Mister Rogers. You can watch Three Company, and you can turn on Fame or the Newlywed Game or the Adams Family. Say you can watch Barney Miller, and you can watch your MTV. And you can watch till your eyes fall 